homage to the Blessed One, Noble One, the Rightly Self-Awakened One. Blessings in the Dhamma to all the laity and welcome to all the monks and novices. Today we meet to learn and practice Dhamma. The Dhamma helps to brighten and develop the mind. Pawana are the actions that develop the mind. This development of the mind is the mind that lessens in greed, hatred and delusion. Even if we live in a country that is materially very developed, if the mind still has greed, hatred and delusion, this means that the mind is not developed. If we live in a country that is only starting to develop materially and we develop our minds as well, then we can be considered to be prosperous. If there is only material development, the mind will still be dark. So we need to develop the mind as well. Buddha Nusati is the recollection of the Buddha and is an object for the mind that helps the mind to be well concentrated. Using this recollection, it becomes easy to have inner rapture arise, which may come up like one's hairs standing on end, tears flowing, or the mind and body feeling light. These are called forms of rapture, and they come from recollecting the virtues of the Buddha as the object of the mind. This makes the mind feel refreshed, and the mind has samadhi, mental concentration, and mindfulness, and this leads to the development of wisdom. Even though the Buddha has passed away into Parinibbana long ago, but there are still the sacred sites of the Buddha that we venerate. We venerate the Mahabodhi tree where the Buddha attained enlightenment under. The requisites of the Buddha, of which the important ones are the bodily relics of the Buddha that are still in this world, like the hair relics, or his bone relics. When we recollect these as Buddha Nusati, we recollect the virtues of the Buddha, the virtues of great wisdom, great purity, and great compassion. Then our minds will feel joy and will have feelings of inner peace and happiness. Venerable Ananda had once asked the Buddha, that after the Buddha had passed away into Parinibbana, what should the faithful disciples of the Buddha who wanted to recollect the Buddha do? The Buddha said for them to recollect the places where the Buddha had attained enlightenment, gave a sermon, attained Parinibbana, and the place where the Bodhisattva was born. This encompasses the holy sites, such as recollecting the Buddha's virtues at the Mahabodhi tree, and paying homage to the sacred relics of the Buddha. Puja, or giving homage to a chedi or a stupa after the Buddha's Parinibbana, leads to many great benefits. If our mind already has faith and confidence, then our mind will be peaceful in samadhi, and the mind will be reborn in heaven. We have to understand that the mind that has joy peace and coolness is heaven already. When the body breaks up, the mind will be reborn in heaven. Even when the body has not yet broken up, at this time the mind is already a dewa, a divine being, and this is heaven in the mind. 
and it is immeasurable the merit made by the individual who gives homage to the Buddha, Pacheka Buddha, or noble disciple of the Buddha, those who are worthy of homage, those who have gained Dhamma, those who have gained freedom from the cycle of birth and death, gained freedom from grief, sorrow, lamentation and distress. We give homage to these individuals and this is great merit. And we look further after the Buddha had passed away into Parinibbana during the period of King Asoka who had built a great number of stupas which contained relics of the Buddha for people to worship. King Asoka had great faith in the Buddha Sasana. He had eleven sons and daughters. Formerly, King Asoka was a very cruel king who liked to wage war with different regions until he gained the name Asoka the Cruel. But after King Asoka turned to gain faith in the Buddha Sasana, he became the leading patron of Buddhism. He supported Buddhism to prosper and this period was considered the greatest expansion of Buddhism in its history. And King Asoka conducted all his many royal duties according to the ten principles of a virtuous king, and this caused him to gain the name Dhamma Asoka, Asoka the Righteous. He was one who was praised as one of the six great men in the history of the world, according to H.G. Wells, an important historian in the West, that is, King Asoka, along with the Buddha, Socrates, Aristotle, Roger Bacon, and Abraham Lincoln. And so now, who was the novice Nigroda? This was the venerable teacher of King Asoka, who was also King Asoka's nephew. Nigroda was the son of Prince Sumana, who was the older brother of King Asoka's wife. One day, the novice Nigroda was walking past the royal residence of King Asoka. King Asoka saw the novice's inspiring conduct and how he carried himself, and so invited the novice inside. Then King Asoka asked the novice if he knew the teachings of the Lord Buddha and if he could please tell him. The novice answered, Heedfulness is the path to the deathless. Heedlessness is the path to death. Those who are heedless are no different to those who have already died. King Asoka had great rapture arise and so turned to become a Buddhist. Then he found out that this novice was actually his own nephew. And so this nephew was also the one who had first shown him the Dhamma. And King Asoka also had a son, Venerable Mahindra Thera, who was ordained and after ordaining attained to Arahanship. And King Asoka had one daughter, Sangamita Teri, who ordained and also became an Arahant. Venerable Mahindra Thera and Venerable Sangamita Teri were the ones who brought the tooth relic of the Lord Buddha and a sapling of the original Mahabodhi tree to the country of Sri Lanka. This tooth relic is one of the lower right teeth of the Lord Buddha. At the present day, this tooth relic is enshrined in the city of Kandy in Sri Lanka. This is a place of worship and reverence and is considered the heart of Buddhists in Sri Lanka and is an important stupa in this world. And during the Buddha's time, there were two merchants, Tapusa and Balika. 
these two merchants had offered barley, gruel and honey balls to the Buddha during the time the Buddha was enjoying the bliss of enlightenment and they gained faith in the Buddha. The Buddha then rubbed his hair and gave two strands of his hair to Tapusa and Balika. These strands of hair were brought back to Burma to be later enshrined in the Shwedagon Pagoda, which is a place of worship for the people in Burma and also Buddhists around the world who come to recollect the Buddha in this sacred place. The individuals who go to Puja and give worship at these places and recollect the Buddha develop in Buddha Nusati. The mind and heart will be bright and even being born as a Dewa, one will have an aura that spreads far and wide. This recollection of the Buddha makes the mind have joy and rapture arise easily. It is the meditation object that we should develop every day. So when we have developed this meditation object well and recollect the Buddha like this, the mind is peaceful and then we can lead the mind to contemplate into impermanence and the uncertainty of all the different physical and mental phenomena that they are of the nature to arise and pass away. And the Buddha had great kindness and compassion and said that after he had passed away to bring the Urangadhatu, his chest bone relic, to enshrine in the country of Siam to the current day province of Nakompanom. Venerable Mahakasapa Thera had followed according to the Buddha's wishes and made the mental determination that whichever bodily relic that the Buddha wished to be enshrined in the country of Siam, may the relic of the Buddha come into his hand. It happened that the chest bone relic came into the hand of Venerable Mahakasapa Thera, and he along with 500 monks brought the relic to Thailand, to Pratat Pranom, and a chedi was constructed there by five kings. They each helped to build one of the five chedis. One was constructed in the east, another in the west, one in the north and one in the south, and one built the top of the chedi. These five kings jointly constructed the stupa Pratatpanom during that era, and they enshrined the Buddha's chest relic in the Lone Mountain, or present day known as Pratatpanom. So Pratatpanom is considered a sacred place of worship for Buddhists. Both the Thais and the Lao people highly venerate and pay homage to this Chedi. In the beginning, we recollect the Buddha and bow to the Buddha. During the Buddha's time, it was bowing to the real Buddha. In this era, we bow to the Mahabodhi tree, the tooth relic of the Buddha, the Buddha's relics, and we recollect the great virtues of the Buddha. We bow to the Buddha statue that is a representation of him, and we recollect the goodness, the purity, and the great kindness and compassion of the Buddha. We do so until our minds become peaceful and cool by the inner repetition of Bhutto, Bhutto, Bhutto in the heart. Bhutto, 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 Bhutto. Then the mind has rapture arise, peace and a feeling of mental fullness and coolness arises in the mind. After this we enter Vipassana, 
we see impermanence, that even though the Buddha had inner purity, but his physical form still had to pass away into Parinibbana. And so how will our body last? It must be impermanent, unsatisfactory, and not a self for sure. Seeing this clearly, this is seeing the Dhamma of the Buddha one more time. This is seeing the Buddha in the heart, and this is the faith that cannot be shaken and deteriorate. The Buddha in the heart is not going anywhere. No one can steal this Buddha from us. No one can damage the Buddha in our hearts. This is what the Buddha wished for us to practice, to follow the Noble Eightfold Path, to enter the path of awakening, leading to the inner Buddha in our heart. May you all grow in blessings.